Welcome to Brit Happens. I'm your host, Brittany Sharpton. Brit Happens is an interview-based audio show where successful entrepreneurs, professionals, and thought leaders discuss how they've navigated unexpected career curveballs and turned setbacks into wins and stumbling blocks into stepping stones. Our purpose is not just to identify the issues and obstacles, but dive into the thought processes and tactics that can be deployed to overcome challenges all of us face. Yeah, I had to trick Petey to do Freakin' He didn't want to do it. He thought it was whack. I told him it was for the Violator compilation. And, you know, he was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Y'all better pay me. And, you know, we didn't pay him because it was for his album. (laughs) 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 And then he got mad at me and stopped talking to me for like six months. But it was a big hit. It's the biggest record to date. You know, Lil Jon did the beat, right? And Jive was just slow paying him. So they gave the beat to Usher. We were going back and forth with uh, Arista Records at the time. They were pissed at us because I went in the studio with Little John at Circle House Studios here in Miami. And me and Little John and one of his guys, he made, yeah, in like 25 minutes. And, you know, boom, boom, they swapped the beat out. And there goes another hit full Stories Untold. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye West was producing at the time over at Rockefeller. He was one of their main producers. And I guess they were kind of sleeping on him a little bit because he was like, yo, I'm going to put out an album. He started shopping. So when I found out, I was like, yo, my man John Monopoly at the time was representing him. He's like, Dave, I got something. And I was like, all right, bring it through. Kanye played some joints. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> he had Jesus Wall. He had 80% of that album already done. I'm doing A&R for Jive, and I'm like, yo, I got something. Mm-hmm. And the way Jive was set up is like, you know, it was a committee. It wasn't just based off of just the A&R saying, yo, this is hot signing. We all sat and voted. So we in there voting, and I got all A&Rs. They know what it is, because they're like, yo, this guy's producing all the hot guys coming out right now. Time, the head of A&R, he told me Kanye was a C-Ray producer. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you tripping. So, boom. Then when we finally convinced him, Kanye comes in, plays his shit. He performs, Jesus walks, jumps on the table, <laughs> killing it. Like, yo, it was crazy. And they just didn't see it. David Lighty, David Warren Lighty. Ooh, you tell him I hold government. How did you get started in the music industry? Oh wow! Um, I got started in the music industry with my brother Chris. Like, you know, he's always was uh, prevalent in in the in the hip hop game, running with Red Alert and his crew, the the Violators. You know, and. I grew up on hip hop. I recorded Mr. Magic on the tape and and uh, DJ Red Alert on my tapes. And it was the, the best thing was to hear a promo of my brother talking in the background. And I'd be like, shit, that's my brother right there. <laughs> like, well, it was hot. You know, so I grew up on hip hop. It was just prevalent in my household growing up. And the fact that my brother was in the, in the entertainment too, it was just like bragging rights. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'd tell folks and they'd be like, whatever, he lied. And then I'd be like, nah, for real. And then like when people really found out and they were like, oh, snap, 
But what do people think you're lying about? Well, you know, everybody says when you're growing up, like, you know, oh, okay. like, oh, my my people is this or that, that, this. Uh-huh. And they're like, whatever. You know, coming at, in high school, it was like, oh, snap, you really do know Red Alert. You really do know the Violators. Oh, snap, you know the Jungle Brothers. Oh, snap, you know Jungle Brothers. How the heck? Yo. And then when they, like, you know, my brother would be on the road. And then depending on where we were living at, they'd come by the house. And then people would be like. Oh, starstruck. Like, <laughs> yo, then you're the hottest kid on the block. That's how I kind of got into it. And then, like, we moved away to Maryland while my brother still lived in New York. And then I would come and visit my brother. Mm-hmm. So it was like I was in the club with him when I ain't had no business being in the club. <laughs> and it was like, you know, they were like, yo, that's Chris's brother. Let him in. I had the key to the city. but <laughs> like, Just for some context and background. Mm-hmm. I'm the second oldest. Yes. yes. Second oldest. There's six of us all together. And, you know, Chris was the oldest, five years older than me. And sister and brother who's two years younger and a younger brother who's uh, a couple more years okay. <laughs> than a younger sister. And who are twins? I heard they're Nicole, twins. Nicole and Michael. Yeah. Nicole and Michael are yeah. twins. Yeah. And Michael, Michael actually is in the music industry also. He does booking, got a male booking and all that. Get whoever you want hey. to book. That's me. <laughs> Follow him on Instagram, Mike Lighty. <laughs> you gotta give your brother a shout out. Of course. Yeah. Um. Essentially, like I had went into the military, and then after I got out the military, and then I got a call to come up to New York, and I just ran with it. You're originally from the Bronx. Yep, Bronx, Castle Hill. Castle Hill. Mm-hmm. Pelham Pelham Parkway. We used to like. We originally grew up in the South Bronx. Um. But then we moved to Castle Hill. David is very humble, but he has worked with LL Cool J, Petey Pablo, who was one of the first Southern solo artists to get national acclaim and his first album with Platinum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you speak a little bit about LL? What do you call him? LL or yeah, LL. James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on when he calls, you know, okay. who's around or, you know, like every once in a while I get a FaceTime in this. Oh shit, it's L. <laughs> hey, what's up? You know what I mean? It's like the the best shit. Like to me, that's one of the the best projects that I ever worked on the Mr. Smith album, just because I grew up on LL Cool J. Mama said knock you out, all of that, and then to finally meet him, and then he he was so humble, mm-hmm. but about his business though right, too, right? Like. But he's so just like, you know. A down to earth. Yeah, man. Like, person. I got like stories of stuff that he, he you know, he, he'd, everybody be in the studio working and he'd come back with a bunch of juice and bottles and everything, all carried it all. Like, yeah, let's, come on, let's, let's oh, drink. Nice. <laughs> you know, got uh-huh. something for everybody. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, there's not many artists that do that. Regardless of his superstardom, just a genuine good yeah, person. Yeah, he's a good person, definitely. If you guys saw. David's face right now. You can see the sincerity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that you're connected as well with 50 Cent. Can you share with us some background on this? Oh man, 50. Yeah, like I love to get rich and die try movie. It's all not all that 100 percent accurate. But you know, you gotta okay. sell a story. <laughs> I get it. Nah, but to me, I, I feel like I, I help contribute to that factor because, like you know, I did A and R at Jive. And although Jive isn't that company that, you know, they're not known for rap music. They they, they got a lot of rap music. Like <laughs> don't don't sleep. <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of foundation there. 
But, you know, when I heard about 50, like, I've known 50 since when I've been working at Def Jam days. He used to run with, of course, Jam, Jam Master J and everything. And, like, he did a lot of ghostwriting and all that, oh. too. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the time, I was in like, this, this club called Joe's Pub. And there was this DJ, this DJ called DJ Hot Day. He, and he was playing this record. And I was like, yo, who's that? That shit is hot. <laughs> He's like, yo, it's 50. You know, shy, holla at shy. So the next day I hollered at shy, like, yo, I heard some shit. Like, what's up? Come see me. This Who, wait, sorry, who's Shaw? Shaw Money XL. Okay. He's um he at the time he was 50's manager. Okay. And the producer that produced a lot of the records for 50. This so, is hilarious. This is the thing. When I'm talking to David, he is Mentioning all these people as if you know them, I know. Right, but then I'm realizing I'm in the minority. <laughs> but I'm gonna step my music history game up. No, so that's cool, that's okay, cool. so you're in um, Joe's pub, right? You hear this record, but you already knew about Fifty. You were trying to, weren't you trying to sign him previously? Well, no, not no, not necessarily no. sign him then. Okay. you know, based off of the record, me hearing it. You know, I, I did A and R at Jive. I was like, yo. I want I want y'all to come down. I want to see what's up. And at the time, you know, he had a whole lot of nonsense going on. He had just got shot nine One, times. Yeah, nine times. Or it was crazy. Nine times. I don't know. Yeah, okay. it was crazy. He had a whole bunch of stuff going on. Okay. So, boom, he came to see me, right? And had the bulletproof vest on. Oh, all really? That. So this is not just a gimmick. nah. This is not like a he gimmick. Had this, on him? this was real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of this is fake. None of that is fake. Yo, it was all real. And yeah, he was hey, he was vested out and everything. Had it and had a little black, black, black composition notebook. Oh, okay. So I'm telling you how precise Fifty is. This okay. dude wrote. Every, I think everything, ninety percent of the stuff he's accomplished, he had written down in that damn book. That's awesome. So he manifested by he, writing down. Yes. Okay. He yo. Because a lot of people don't credit him with. I know that he has his antics on social media, but I've heard from smart. people who were exactly. yo. He's he's brilliant. I hear this all the time. <laughs> yo. You know, when I met him and he broke down what he wanted to do and everything, I was like, man, you need me and my brother's help. You need us. Shaw was like, hell yeah, like, let's hook it up, make it happen. And, like, it was like pulling teeth at the time for my brother because, like, he shitted on me three times or 50. Like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and then I was also trying to sign him at the label. And they told us, telling me, you're crazy. Nope, 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 nope. Set up meetings. I set up a meeting one time with the with the the president and the head of the A and R, and they didn't show up. That's like, disrespectful. Oh my god! I was like, "Yo, fifth, I'm sorry." Like, yeah, <laughs> right. but you know, they were not to trying to throw them under the bus. They did have a prior meeting that lasted a little longer. Okay. You know, what I mean, but still. I mean, 50 sold 10 million albums on that first right. go round. So, <laughs> just to backtrack a little bit, for those of us who are unfamiliar with the industry, what, what is A&R? A&R is Artist and Repertoire. Okay. So, basically, I'm the guy that, that goes, finds the talent, and then from there, I help them develop their album and their, their vision, get producers with them, negotiate the producer fee, mm -hmm. set up the, you know, of course, through A&R admin, the, the studio time and, you know, and the various steps. And then from there, hopefully marketing gets the vision and we put out the record, promote, does what they got to do and the rest is history. And then rinse and repeat. Yeah, rinse and repeat. Right. Okay. <laughs> you hear this record in the club. 
No, no not no a, pun intended. No, no, yeah, in right. Joe's club. Right, right, right. Yeah, in yeah. Joe's club, right. It wasn't in the club, right. but that's how. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you did that. Right. Then what did you do next? And I, I, I called Shab and had him come down, and you know. They played me a bunch of records. Mind you, he had a lot of these records that, you know, you heard for Get Rich and Die Trying. They had already. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Dr. Dre just came and fine-tuned stuff and everything. And, of course, with M and all of that, mm-hmm. you know, they all got fine-tuned at the, at the end of the day. But, like, he like hey, he had that foundation already, you know? So, it was like, to me, it was a no-brainer. I immediately, like, when I heard stuff, I was like, oh, my God, you're going to be out of here. <laughs> like, you know, but he had so much controversy going on in the streets you know a lot of people were afraid to touch it okay you know what i mean and but you were able to recognize the talent even with yeah. these quote-unquote scarlet letters yeah yeah so who ended up signing i know you had a lot of pushback from that record label what happened i mean he he you know eventually the bidding war started mm-hmm. you know what i mean and finally i convinced my brother like yo you need to manage 50 cent like mm-hmm. he's gonna change your life dude <laughs> <laughs> like surely he had finally chris got involved and then you know also you know at the time you know we had a good machine moving revilator a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on my brother just my brother michael just started his booking company with you know booking acts and everything and like oh he made him 50 he made 50 cent a million dollars before he was even signed wow. okay just All going right. on the road with dj who kid with the mixtapes and everything it was mm-hmm. he was like on fire. So this family had like a monopoly, a good yeah, monopoly. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know that your brother had his company even back then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody worked out of the Violator office, and it's so funny because like Violator was literally right up the block from Jive Records where I worked at. So I'd be in the office, and then I'd walk downstairs and walk up the block to Violator and do what Wait, I got to so do. So there was no conflict of interest. Hell no, they loved it because at the end of the day, they eventually hired my brother to run the A&R department. And you know what I'm saying? That's when Mob Deep came over and put out Quiet Storm and you know what I'm saying? Wait, I want to make that noise again? You're like <laughs> <laughs> the rest of history. You know, some more stuff. So we talked about fifty, this is in the north. Now let's go down to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Petey Pablo. P- who's real what's Petey Pablo's real name? Moses Barrett. Oh, so Southern and nice. Yeah. Okay. Petey's one of the most talented dudes I know too. Like he's like he's a character for real. Like he's he can act, sing, rap. I didn't he's know just, he can sing. Yeah, he got a real like yo. PD's very talented. Okay, you know what I mean. How did you meet Moses? It's funny. Like I was in this this bar called um Bar Eighty Six, right? Okay. And I had went downstairs to use the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom and in the bathroom these things is rapping. In the bathroom? It's, By the urinal? Yeah, oh, they rap. It's a big bathroom, but you know. Oh, okay. that's, so, that's, so that's what y'all do in the bathroom. <laughs> nah, stop. Stop it. But it was like, um, it was a couple of guys in there, and then Petey said some, you know, he said some off the wall stuff about sitting on a porch drinking lemonade. And, like, and I was like, yo, you don't go nowhere. <laughs> you know, went over, told him who I was, and Exchange numbers, and then it's crazy because then the, the the guy that also worked with me, Tabari Sturdivant, he he was the A and R. He had met with the producers that and that that, that produced the 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 records, PD's demo. 
okay. the same day, and he was blowing me up all day. Like, wait, so that's like a crazy coincidence? Yeah. So then he, he was like, he was like, "Yo, I got something I want you to hear." Like, and I was like, "All right, cool. I'm not in the office right now, but I'll check it out." Yeah, yeah. Right. So the next day, we sitting there. And I'm like, yo, I found this dude last night, Joe. He's fire. And he's like, yo, you got to hear these records. He started playing me the records. And I'm like, that's the dude. Oh, my God. Like, yo, it was crazy. And then the rest is history. We signed P.D. Pablo three days later. And, um, you know, Raise Up came out, sold a million records. And, you know, got nominated for a Grammy. All of that. Off of the one joint. Yeah. Frequently was a, a year later. I had to trick Petey into doing that record. Why? He didn't want to do it. He he thought it was he thought it was whack. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because at the time, you know, the beat was, you know, Lil John did the beat right, and at the time, we had a we had a, a song situation, a song deal with with Lil John, and Jive was a slow boating pan plant paying him, mm-hmm. so. That beat, they gave the beat to Usher. Oh, and Usher did, yeah. What was Usher's big smash back when that came out? Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, (laughs) boom. Now imagine, yeah, on Freakalik. It could work. It could work, definitely. But we fought because I had the Freakalik record that was PD's. We knew it was a smash. And. Like we we um we would go back and forth with uh Arista Records at the time. They they were pissed at us because I went in the studio with Little John at Circle House Studios here in Miami, and me and Little John and one of one of his guys, he made yeah in like twenty five minutes. Oh, so that was made here in Miami. Yes, yeah, the beat and oh, everything, wow. and then next thing you know, boom boom, they swapped the beat out, and there goes another hit for. Stories untold. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> you know? And, and and then we, you know, got him paid and we put the uh, Freak Leak record out. But, yeah, I had to trick Petey to do Freak Leak. I ch- told him it was for the Violator compilation. And then, you know, he was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Y'all better pay me. And, you know, we didn't pay him because it was for his album. <laughs> and then he got mad at me and stopped talking to me for like six months behind that shit. But but it was a big hit. So It's his biggest record to date. Look, and look at that. The Swanee girl or whatever her name is sampled it. And now he getting paid off oh, of that too. Oh, the Sweetie. So sweetie. Sweetie, sweetie yeah. Right. yeah. My bad, Wait, Sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> that joint is hot though too. I That's like that song true. too. <laughs> I, that is that sample. Yeah. He's one, probably one of the most talented dudes I know. Like, he can mimic so many people's voices. It's crazy. Highly creative, multifaceted dude. And just a good person. Yeah, Petey's a great guy. He's, he, he's very temperamental sometimes, but he's a great guy. <laughs> you know, I love him to death. That's my dude. Word okay. up. And That's my friend. For real, for real. Like, I, like before I came out here, he came and visited me, and we hung out all day and everything. Just kicked it. And you don't take friend very lightly. Nah, friend. nah, nah, not at all. That's my friend. You also worked with Mob Deep, UGK, yeah, 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 yeah. Foxy Brown. Whether it was in the management, A and R, or administrative capacity, these are just a sample of the catalog of. Artists that you've worked with, so yeah, we, I've, I've dealt with a lot of people, a lot of people 
traditionally, you know, that was started the hip hop game and Warren G. Yeah, that was the Def Jam compilation box set, greatest hits. That was great because I was just like digging through the crates and getting the right versions and you know making sure the artist was cool with a particular version and then putting it out. That's history right there. I thought it was really cool on Kanye's first album. You got a shout out and one of my favorite songs on his album, The Last Call. Yeah. Tell us the story from David Lighty's point of view. Man, so it's crazy, right? Kanye West was producing at the time over at Rockefeller and all that. He was one of their main producers. And I guess they were kind of sleeping on him a little bit because he was like, yo, I'm going to put out an album. You know what I mean? And like, so I don't think they were sleeping on him. They just had other priorities and they weren't really focusing on that at the time. Mm -hmm. But he'd started shopping. So... When I found out, I was like, yo, my man John Monopoly at the time was representing him. And he was like, Dave, I got something. And I was like, all right, bring it through. Kanye played some joints. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> he had Jesus Walk. He had 80% of that album already done. Wow. You know what I mean? So, boom, I'm I, I'm doing A&R for Jive. And I'm like, yo, I got something. I want to come play, you know, have, have kind of Kanye come in. And the way Jive was set up is like, you know, it was a committee. It wasn't just based off of just the A&R saying, yo, this is hot, sign it. It was we all sat and voted. So we in there voting. And I got all A&Rs. They know what it is because they're like, yo, this, this guy's producing all the hot guys coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The time the head of A&R, he was, uh, he was, uh, he's an attorney, you know what I mean? But he told me Kanye was a C-Ray producer. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you tripping. So, boom. Then when we finally convinced them, Kanye, everybody could have a meeting. Kanye comes in, plays his shit. And Kanye comes, performs, and he performs. Jesus walks, jumps on the table, <laughs> killing it. Like, yo, it was crazy. And they just didn't see it. You saw the vision as you've done with multiple artists because... This is not the first time this has happened. Nah, definitely not. I mean, and I and and back then I would say I was heated as hell based off of a lot of artists that are that are key players right now in the music industry. But I realized, you know, after you know my tenure at Jive was over, and even uh, you know just doing other things, that Jive wasn't really built for that. A lot of the artists that you know I initially had brought to them, mm-hmm. but. I was like, how y'all didn't see these guys? These guys is hot, you know? So what happens, though, after, you know, you're trying to pitch an artist, it doesn't get approved by the committee, and then they turn around a year or so later and sell all these records? Do they finally get... Do they finally say, okay... Dave knows what he's talking about. Let's well, listen they, to they him for the next time. To, to, yeah, they did to a certain degree. And then, you know, they'd have to hear me look at them crazy and be like, I told you. Right. Told, <laughs> you like a whole saying? bunch of I told you so. Yeah, I was dodged. Uh, I, 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 I guess to me that was kind of, that was a good and a bad thing on my part. Because, <laughs> you know, nobody likes to get rubbed in their face. Right. Like, yo. But you told them so. Hell yeah. I was like, yo, come on. I told you. I knew this was going to happen. And, but hey, and now look, the rest is history. The rest is history. Shout out to Kanye for the shout out, though. Word up. <laughs> I think that's super cool. Yeah, you've also worked with a lot of insanely popular local artists: Rick Ross, Pitbull. 
I, I didn't necessarily work with them per se. What did like, I say? Yeah, right. I, I, but when they were trying to get dirt signed, bag. oh yeah, we signed Dirtbag. Dirtbagzilla, y'all, y'all know what it is. He, they, they, they but they, it fumbled. The ball got fumbled by Jive. I can say, unfortunately, they didn't. They weren't built for those type of rappers. And you know, Pitbull. Like I remember Pitbull being around. Circle House, and we was always in Circle House all day long. So he was always around, and then we tried to bring them to 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 Jive, and they didn't understand the Latino base, so they passed. Mm-hmm. And now look at him; he's a superstar, right? <laughs> Rick Ross. About were, how many years ago was this with with Pitbull? Um, oh man, that was like two thousand and six. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he was. Yeah, he'd been grinding for a minute. Okay. Yeah, Pitbull. So this was not some overnight success that, that it's, nah, it appears. He, people put he, in the work. He put in the yo. He put in the work. Okay. Yeah, and even with Rick Ross, you know, I mean, him and E Class, they've been grinding for. They were grinding for a minute, mm-hmm. and I remember like like when he he got those records, everybody was on them, you know, and they didn't, they couldn't foresee what it was. That's so cool. Jive was more of an R&B? R&B pop, yeah. Okay. You know, but R&B pop. And, but don't get me wrong, there's a lot of hip-hop that was there, the foundation, mm-hmm. you know, but it wasn't the 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 new, fresher stuff that was coming out. It was just, you know, the foundation of hip-hop, you know. We got mm-hmm. the Karis ones, the Tribe Called Quest, the Schooly Ds, you know, some... Some real hip hop shit, you know what I mean? UGK, you know, I, you know, like the list. Even, I, I could go on and on with the list, you know. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Don't get it twisted. Jive fucking had the had it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But as the game shifted, they they focused on a couple of different things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it just wasn't what they, you know, the timing the, and the you set the right space, space yeah. So you've had a very colorful career, very fun, traveled a lot, scouted, discovered some historic acts, but life ebbs and flows. Oh, definitely. And it's like a roller coaster. It's a it's like a roller coaster. Can you discuss a time or times plural there has been a setback in your career and or personal life and how you've pivoted and bounced back? Um well, I wouldn't say a, a setback. Like when my contract was up with Jive, I kind of took a break from the industry, which I probably shouldn't have did. I should have just kind of kept on it, you know. But I'm a sucker for love, so I kind of went and got into a relationship, and I should have just focused a little harder on the the industry. But I was uh, I had some bread, so it was like, hey, okay, let me do this. But wait, a relationship with a woman or with Jive? No, a relationship with a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if this yeah. was an analogy I or said I was a sucker for love. Okay, <laughs> you love music. Yeah, I do. Yep, you're right. <laughs> but um, you took a step back. You decided to pursue love. You fell in love. Yeah. You had your coin stacked, so and everything then, was all good. Yeah, and then I, then, then, then I hit a downfall. Some other shit that happened that. Um, in the market, screwed up a bunch of money, and then I went back, j- jumped back into the music thing with my brother, you know, to make some bread again. We got involved with, um, at the time, my brother had picked up Uncle Murder, and um, he was being managed by Cooch, and my brother picked picked them up with that, and I was grinding it out with Uncle Murder for like 
six months. I was damn near living in the studio <laughs> with them days, for real. And we got warning out, warning was killing it in New York, up in up in that region. And he got his deal with Epic. And then I picked up this. I I I found this kid on um, Rockstar, and you know they got that's the same Rockstar that's on Love and Hip Hop and everything. He was writing mad records for us. He did the deal with Epic also. Although they kind of fumbled that situation over there, he still got a nice check. Mm-hmm. Did the, and that was also during the time when Violator formed up with Primary Wave, and you know a lot was going on. Okay. You know, so it was some good things came back, and you know, brought some new fresh talent in that's still relevant right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the Primary Wave and their focus is more on writers and producers and everything so let's like build up a team of writers and producers so i just started scouting for writers and producers and i found rockstar and like man he that boy is ill like he was he he did at at the time we had picked up keisha cole for um, management and like she was trying to revamp her stuff and although she she didn't agree with a lot of the records that we were trying to place her with Mm -hmm. from rockstar I feel that it would have took her in a different vein, but it, it never happened. But then the, the majority of those records got placed with other artists. So it still gave Rockstar a good leverage to be able to, one, get signed with Epic, and then, two, get a great publishing deal with the, uh, the partner's uh, primary wave through, through that Violator partnered with. So it was a great thing. And, you know, he continued to do what he was doing. And you know now he's on love and hip hop and Rockstar is a producer. Yeah, Rockstar's a producer. Yeah, okay. producer and artist. He's also an artist. He's yo, he got records that man. If they came out, man, I'm telling you, dudes would be in problem because like his pen is ill. So what were some of the projects that he worked on that we would be familiar with? Oh man, definitely. You know that that that, that fine China record by Chris Brown. Oh, okay. That joint was killer Della right there. <laughs> and then uh, there's a whole bunch of other records too. I I like I would have to really look and see. I'm mm-hmm. not the best with remembering stuff <laughs> like that, but But he's super talented. Extremely. Extremely and, like okay. yeah, he's extremely talented. Mm-hmm. Very talented, brother. He and he know it. <laughs> That's so, <good. laughs> Is there any possibility of you working with him? Always. Of course. Like, all I would have to do is just reach out to him. If I have an artist, he's definitely going to... You hear this? Accommodate me. That's my dude. Rockstar? Yeah. That's Hopefully my... you're listening to Brit happen. <laughs> no question. <laughs> we can make that happen. That's my brother right okay. there. What steps did you take and what was your mindset? How did you pivot and come back? Because you're. we're going to talk about your future projects oh yeah pivoting and coming back i mean i like you know when my brother passed that was a great that was a very hard time for me personally because you know i i came up in the music with my brother i did everything you know with my brother like if you've seen my brother you know i was somewhere lurking in the shadows you know because that's just how we roll and um you know, when he passed, it, it, I I got depressed and I was angry. I was just, I was in a bad space. And a lot of that, you know, it took time. Went to counseling, you know, and read a whole bunch of self-help books. Smoked some pot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody can't smoke pot, though. Don't, just, you know, I'm just... <laughs> 
that's just my cycle. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, just really tried to focus back on just getting back to Dave Lighty. You know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, it was a hard, hard period. And that took like a good three, four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, you know, with during that time, too, you know, it's like you got to be careful with who you associate with and who mm-hmm. you bring into your circle. Because, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of vultures out there that'll prey on you just based off of your emotional space and where you're at. And then they feel that they can how they can take advantage of you as a person or or just in exactly. general. You know what I mean? So. That that was just like trying to just dealing with different types of people and everything. And right. it was like the great thing is when you recognize it and then you just be like, all right, scissors, cut, and keep it moving. Right. It ain't nothing cut down. Uh, yeah. One to a hundred. Mm-hmm. One hundred being the optimal of, of what David Lighty can be. Where are you now in comparison? without like because you know optimum is having your team and everybody that you need to be able to 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 move forward and be able to you know conquer the the playing field Mm -hmm. you know i feel that like i'm at a 75 percent because i got like you know i I got some key players with me right now you know the you're being optimum i feel as an individual you're only your hundred percent is really fifty percent because the other half is everyone who you mm. have on your team. So I'm at that seventy five percent range right now, and you know, putting it together. So and you have some exciting things in the works that we're going to talk about. Yeah, no question. You know, just it, a, a, a lot of things is just what you intake too. You know, you got to be careful of what you what you. Uh, entertain yourself with right because you know the energy that you the energy keep, that around, you keep around or what you, you yeah. what you digest it's what important. you allow around you so i'm working on uh the violated south conference it'll be similar to revolt but just on a smaller scale and we're focusing in on like key cities some good thought leadership have some uh engagement with some political uh people around the region and also you know bring in some film people and essentially give the folks that that can't you know access this access access this typically you're bringing it to them yeah i'm bringing it to Mm -hmm. them and giving back like like Mm -hmm. we always been doing you know Mm -hmm. that that has always to me like violator and my brother's model is just give back and let and and help as many people as you can and it's going to just come back to you a hundredfold and right. it, it never fails it does in the future months to come you know by hopefully by like june july we'll have a core idea idea where we're going to do the the full-blown conference in itself most likely it will be here in miami too um, to to start out and then you Ooh, know we'll, go. we'll branch out to other places. She definitely gonna be there because she gonna be on one of our panels talking about podcasts in our women in media section. She just wanted me to say that, <laughs> <laughs> but that's definitely one of the things that we're gonna be 
blasted off with. And then in addition to that, I, I got this this one gentleman that I'm working with, the, uh, Malik the Wave. Y'all may know him from Loving Hip Hop. That's just the whole situation in itself. <laughs> like, I love it. You know? Man. Shady lighty. What an oxymoron. No. Not, <laughs> not at all. fucking blasted off with something that got the whole planet intrigued. That is crazy. That's true. You know, and it's all about then as a as an artist or or whatever it is that you're doing what how you use that platform to you know to to jumpstart yourself and you know get your name out there and there's a lot of people that have done really good for themselves right so with Malik you know I know he stepped away from the, from them essentially for for because he had different uh idea of where he should go mm-hmm. but he came to me with some some music and We've been going back and forth, back and forth. But I feel that like he's finally got something that can give the masses some good energy. So mm-hmm. we're going to see what it do. This I, is exciting. So we can expect to see something what, summer? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. We got something coming down down the lane for y'all. Summer jam, summer party. Nice. Boop, boop. Let's go. It seems like a lot of projects that you're working on and the people that you're working with are based here in South Florida. Would you ever consider moving? Well, you know, I lived in Miami before. Miami's great. Like, you gotta, you just gotta be focused. But I go where the dollar is at. Dang. If it's there, I'm here. And you never know what can bring you in. The, you know me. I go where my, where, where my. Where you're celebrated so, and loved. Uh, yeah, you know, shout out to Nori. Word up. He uh, definitely helped me focus on that one. Like, go where you celebrated and loved. That's the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm definitely focusing on that in general Mm -hmm. because you know that's important in anything you do film yes when you took a hiatus oh yeah you went to film school yeah i went to film school you know i i did like the art institute thing for a hot second and i was like i know more than these guys what am i doing Mm -hmm. and then jumped into full sales where they kind of showed me some love and you know now we're gonna do some projects i partnered up with some good people and we're going we're focusing on putting out some good hip hop stories. I'm looking to to bridge the gap between entrepreneurship, music and and the culture in itself and make it so that we can spread our wings a little bit more. So look out soon we're going to entertain you on the visual side. Now he's back, be afraid. Be afraid. <laughs> okay. This is called the fire round. I'm going to ask you a question and you just have to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. No, oh, man. What was the last thing that you purchased on Amazon? A new ca- case for my, my um, iPad. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like weird, crazy, like Rick and Morty. Have you all ever heard of the cartoon Rick and Morty? It's a little strange. My shit. Oh, gosh. Of course it would be. And one just being incredibly boring. What are you of weirdness? One to ten. I'm ten all the way. Like a lot of people be like, that nigga is weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he keeps to himself. He don't stay. He don't talk. Like, I'm weird. But I'm also great. I'm a good guy. Get to know me. If you say hello, I'll say hello back. I don't bite. I may look screw-faced. But <laughs> it's just because I'm thinking. Right. Nothing personal. Nothing personal. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite meal man I love some lasagna you know I'm Italian whatever if it's Italian I like it 
I thought he was about to say he's Italian. No. I was like, no. (laughs) 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 I I like a lot of different foods, you know. I'm trying to eat healthier. You know, I know we all on the health kick and everything, you Mm -hmm. know, but. Do you cook? uh, I can throw down. Okay. I'm like. You said it confidently. I'm like Chef Boyardee. Chef (laughs) Dayardee. David D. Who are some of your favorite current artist and all-time favorite artist oh man all right so my all-time favorite artist definitely l cool j anthony hamilton um i know anthony for a long time he's a great guy i i never met him but i love his music yeah he's he's good soul um and of course you know i like pd pablo that's my dude Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and then artist wise like i like travis scott you know what I'm saying? I think he's dope. Um, I like, um, damn, what's the, uh, I, uh, like, 2 Chains is ill. Like, to me, you know, he always been ill, even, like, from back in the day when, I forget what t- what the day was. What was, no, what he used to, no, <laughs> he used to go by a different name. Oh, Teddy Boy? Boy, yeah. Um, you know the new guys Drake Drake is a beast like as much as people try to be fronting on him he, every record he make records say he, it again undeniable mm-hmm. you cannot front on him <laughs> like mm-hmm. and if you do you hating so um, who else uh, what about any of these like the ratchet girl movement is really big right now Oh, Are you man. not into that? Yeah, I, I give it to the the, the, the the ratchet girl. I like the city girls. They on that, you know. You know, we started that whole ratchet girl movement with Foxy Brown. Don't sleep. You know? <laughs> um, she was the original ratchet. Well, well, one of them one pioneers of, of ratchet. She definitely had that secure in your sexuality. Yeah, she definitely was with that all day long. Right, and, and I like um, I like I like the Megan Stallion chick. She can rap. Oh, I'm a Trina fan. I like Trina. Mm-hmm. My, Trina's so, dope. She's a rat. Yeah. Uh, yo, you know what's ill? Little Kim's new album is ill. I didn't know she had an album. Yo. Uh, check it out. She's also a part of that woman empowerment movement. Yeah, nah. It's, it's crazy because like, I, I didn't... Somebody put me on to to it. And then I was like, oh, let me check it out. Mm-hmm. And then like, it was really actually pretty damn good. Shit. <laughs> <It> was <real. laughs> Yo, I was like, I'm and, I, check and it out. I don't mean it on no, like, trying to diss, because, right. like, she ain't came out with nothing in a while. Right. And for her to debut and come back with something that... That strong? Yeah, okay. like, the, it was hot. Hot beats, killing the rhymes. I wasn't mad, you know? As an artist, can we ever expect anything from you? Hell no, I can't, bro. <laughs> I can't, see. I can tell you if it's hot or not, though. <laughs> but I ain't doing none of that. You know, this is about as far as I'm going to go in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. Right, how can people find you online? Oh, yeah. Um, my IG is Dave Lighty. Um, Facebook's Dave Lighty. Twitter's Dave Lighty. No spaces, no underscores. And then, you know, we got Violator South. Everything the same, too. But that Twitter is South Violator. But... Um, <laughs> You know, other than that, that other than that, you can cool. Google him and find these things. Yes, as well. no question. Yes, yeah. yes, I'm very Googleable. I had so much fun. Thank you so much right. for coming by the Thank studio. Thank you for having me. Shoot, I appreciate it, Brittany. I appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Later. Thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode. I'll see you next time. Don't forget to visit us at www.brithappens.com. <laughs>